The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Merry Christmas. I hear bells. Is it is it the three o'clock alarm? Is it that... is not the bells of St. Mary's. It is three three o'clock alarm. I've got Christmas on the brain, so everything I do is Christmas in December. Well, good afternoon, folks. I'm Jim Stanley. Welcome to a very special edition of Exploring the Word. We're going to have a trivia afternoon, and joining me in studio is Brother Bert Harper, and then by way of Comrex and destinations unknown, or I guess locations unknown. And an, is it a private facility? <laughs> anyway, Alex McFarland is in with us. Hey, Merry Alex. Merry Christmas, brothers. Merry Christmas, Oh, it's man. great to be live today, isn't it? It is. We've had four days, Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. of inspiration, I hope. And you've been very careful to know that that you are special, you're loved by God. We hope you've enjoyed those But today on Fire Away Friday, we are going to let you ask us questions as usual. But we've got questions that we want to ask you to see if you know. And so when you call in, and the number is, and you can start calling right now, 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. You can ask us a question, you can answer one of our questions, or you can do both. And if you've ever listened to Trivia Friday, or better known as Learning University, Learning University, you know how that works. And so we we want to be serious and fun today. And if you've got serious questions, they're welcomed. If they're trivia questions concerning the Bible or Christmas, we would entertain those as well. Alex? I hadn't talked to you in a while. You've been doing okay? Been doing good back in North Carolina, but I don't think we're going to have snow this Christmas because it's about 60 degrees outside. <laughs> How are things way. in Tupelo? Warm. Yeah, 66, uh, absolutely. 66 degrees. Well, guys, I don't. since we only have an hour and we've yep. got questions to yep. ask, uh, each one of us will have two questions. And uh, then a person can call in, and they can choose to answer one of those questions. And then they can turn around and ask us. Or if they only want to ask us a question, they They can can do do that. that. Or if they want to answer a question, they can do that. That's right. Either or. And if they answer our question, though. Yes, sir. Here's what we have for you. If you answer one of our questions today, we're going to go ahead and guarantee that you'll get a copy of the Hope and Encouragement Bible. Now, I can't Wonderful. guarantee it you'll, you'll get it by Christmas. You mean, it, you, you, mean things, you mean the supply chain is even affecting the mail? Absolutely. Well, okay. you know, I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> but, okay, okay. So anyway, uh, and by the way, folks, we ha- as Bert mentioned earlier, we've been going through that. We've been talking about the 12 Indisputable Truths. I invite you to visit us at afr.net forward slash podcast. Click on the one for Exploring the Word, and if you haven't heard those, go ahead and listen. And I also encourage you especially to listen Monday, uh, because that is, I, I think, as all three of us have, by consensus, have said that is probably one of the best and most important 
of the 12 indisputable truths, and that is you are forgiven. Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. And so we're going we're gonna to do that on Monday, and then we'll have some more next week as well. But a copy of the Hope and Encouragement Bible, it's in the New Living Translation. Excellent uh, study Bible. I hope that you are one of the ones to pick one up. Now, if you stump us, you don't are not automatically assured to win one uh, because you can stump me by asking, you know, what comes after Matthew? Um, no, no I, I think I would get that one. Anyway, Alex, I think so. yeah. <laughs> go ahead and get us started with your questions, brother. Well, you know, uh, it's it's so great to be on with you all. And, you know, I do love Christmas. We're going to get into some questions here. But you know what? I was reading. I think this is so interesting. 60% of all the cards mailed each year. And, I mean, you think they're birthday cards, Mother's Day cards, all kind of cards. But 60% of all the cards mailed in a year are Christmas cards. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Amen. That is. Yeah. Well, I've gotten some, and I've enjoyed every one of them. It's still, uh, you know, emails are great, but there's something about a, getting a physical card in the mail. It just does you good. It Go does. ahead, Alex. Well, well, you know, one of the uh, questions that we get a lot, and we allude to it a little bit in our book on 100 Questions, is how did December 25th get to be the date of Christmas? Now, you know, if you read, and Bert and I and Jim, too, we've gone through all the the Gospels, the things that reference the birth of Christ, most predominantly Matthew and Luke. But um, December 25th, have have you all ever studied up on that, how that came to be? I have. Uh, it's not on the top of my brain, but yes, I have, Alex. Yeah, and, and let me just say this, that, um, you know, I love Christmas Eve, and I love Christmas, and we know Jesus was born— was December 24th, Christmas Eve, and December 25th, the day that the baby was delivered and laid, laid in the manger? Yeah, I don't know. I, I know that we have a 1 out of 365 chance of getting it right, and uh, we do know when Jesus was crucified and resurrected, but um, a lot of people talk about, and I want to dispel some maybe skepticism here, that um, in the Roman Empire, there was a time around December 25th when the days were shorter and the nights were longer, and it was a time called Saturnalia, and it was uh, a time of uh, paganism and things like that. But at least by 336 A.D., so we're talking, you know, 300 years after the life of Christ, that they were celebrating the birthday of Jesus, the coming of Christ, uh, December 25th. Now, there is evidence, and I'm not going to take up too much time uh, in the context of this show because I want to get to some other questions. Maybe that dark midwinter, like December 25th, was the time of Christ's miraculous conception, and nine months later, uh, in the early fall, was the time of his delivery, when shepherds would have very likely been abiding in the fields. But I wanted to say that... that um, you know, one of the one of the early leaders of the Catholic Church, um, and some think it was a man named uh, Julianus the first, set December twenty fifth. But I want to say this, guys, and I want your opinion: um, whether this is the actual date of Christ's birth or not. Uh, and given the fact that even though early Christians were worshiping, and at the very same time there were pagans in the Roman Empire, so what? We know Christ came. It's appropriate to celebrate Jesus' arrival 
every day. We know he left behind an empty tomb. And, you know, whether this is the exact, exact date or not, we celebrate that God came onto the stage of human history to be our Savior, and Jesus is alive, Jesus is real. And I want to tell you guys, that manger and that star, those shepherds and the wise men, it still moves my heart, and I'm, I'm just thankful we can celebrate that our Savior did come. Amen. Amen, Alex. And I agree with you. We celebrate it. Hey, Jim, give us your two questions. Okay. And we'll start with me and go to Alex. All right, sounds good. Now, this is not to – let me – anytime I have to clarify a question, Tim always fusses at me a little bit. But this question is not to, meant to offend anyone. Let me be real clear about that. The Bible was first – and it's a true-false question. You got a 50-50 shot. The Bible was first written in the English language in the King James Version. Is that true or false? And then this question is especially for my wife because she enjoys it so much, but I'm pretty sure she couldn't answer it. It says a Stroopwafel is a wafer cookie that originated in which European country? A Stroopwafel. Stroop. 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 Waffle. Waffle. I got you. Mm. All right. Is a wafer cookie that originated in which European country? Okay, here's mine, and here it is. What is the name of the woman who gave thanks at the temple when Jesus was brought there to be circumcised? What is the name of the woman who gave thanks at the temple when Jesus was circumcised, was brought there to be circumcised? She was there. And then, this is just this one, In the and it's not a Bible question. It's a Christmas question. In the movie... White Christmas, what does Bing Crosby count to fall asleep? In the movie, mm, White Christmas, uh-huh. what does Bing Crosby count to fall asleep? Alex? All right. Well, which here, here are my couple of questions. Which Bible verses tell us the names of the three wise men? Which Bible verse tells us the names of the three wise men? And, and the other question, while we're talking about movies, um. What happens, according to Zuzu, uh, movie daughter of Jimmy Stewart, what happens that causes an angel to get their wings? Can that be my two questions, Bert? I love those questions. I do. Hey, let's go to the lines, Jim. All right, we're going to do it. Let's talk to Tom from Texas. Tom, welcome to Exploring the Word. Good afternoon. Happy Advent and a Merry Christmas to come. Merry Hallelujah. Christmas to you. Amen. Hey, Tom, do you want to ask or answer or do both? Uh, well, I hadn't heard the uh, the questions, but I, I until now I, I can I was going to ask. Well, go right ahead and ask. Go ahead. Okay. So, what are the actual twelve days of Christmas? <laughs> okay, I know seven of them: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Th- no, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Responded just like learning university. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I've been on it too many times, and it's hard for me to make the transition. Uh, these let me let the real Burt Harper that has this humor that he, somebody always laughs at my jokes, Tom, me. So anyway, <laughs> hey, Alex, mm-hmm. do you know that question? Well, uh, I, I can't name all of them, but I'm going to say this. I know the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, has a lot of uh, history in Christian theology. I mean, from the birth of Jesus to January 6th, the Epiphany, uh, the day 
in ancient Christianity, they said that uh, that was when the, it's also called Three Kings Day when the wise men showed up. But I do know the 12 days of Christmas has a lot of symbolism for truth about the gospel, doesn't it? And does it come after Christmas rather than before, Tom? Yes, it does, actually. Um, so let me set the stage real quick. I'm a devout Catholic, but I listen to AFR all the time, and I really love uh, a lot of the ministry that you guys are doing. I think it's absolutely wonderful. But yes, Bless the 12 you. days of Christmas are traditionally from December 26th to January 6th, when the, uh, uh, the, 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 the wise men arrive. And the history behind the 12 days of Christmas was, uh, was turned into a song by the Catholics in, in England, to teach a lot of the theological basis while being persecuted by the by the Protestants during the uh, the English Anglican uh, persecutions at that time. So. That, right. Well, Tom, thank you, man. That was great. I appreciate that. Uh, and be sure and stay online. Uh, and uh, no, see what, no, he didn't, he didn't ask. answer. Okay, uh, Tom, did you want to answer one? I heard, I know you had said you I'll, had not I'll heard. Try. Okay. I'll try because I'm curious. I heard the uh, was the King James version. I think the first English translation of the Bible. Is that true or false? Yes, I sir. I think it's false. I think there there had been other ones, but the King James was was a sanction to be written in a more easily read vernacular. That all right? So that is you. You got the answer correct. It is false. It was not the first English translation. The first English translation was credited to John Wycliffe. However, this, uh, it was based mostly on the work of the scholar, William Tyndall. That's right. <clears throat> and I'll explain more of that as we come back and continue with this. James, uh, pardon me, Tom, stay on the line, and we're going to get uh, your address and everything so we can send you a hope and encouragement Bible. Exploring the Word continues here on AFR. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for James Woolsey, president of the Defense Acquisition University. He leads the university created by the Department of Defense to provide training to military, federal contractors, and federal civilian staff. Proverbs 1-7 reminds us of the importance of education and training. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for James Woolsey as he leads the Defense Acquisition University. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. With the generous support of listeners like you, our radio ministry is in our fourth year on the air. Keep the power of prayer going and become a regular sustaining member. Details at pausetopray.org. Dr. Tony Evans says technology has helped us get better and better at staying in touch with just about everybody except God. He'll talk about that trend today as we spend two minutes with Tony. Now, most of us know what staying in touch means because I see you pulling out your iPhones during the service. So I know you know what staying in touch means. Folk look down, try to hide the iPhone, try to make it look like they're reading a verse from the Bible when, they, when I know they're not reading because they're doing all this with their thumb. So, so, so I know that. But what they're doing is staying in touch. You walk around with your iPhone in your pocket. 
You walk around with it in your purse. Some of you walk around with it in your ear. Some folk walk around with it hanging in their necks. They want to stay in touch. And so they carry the phone with them. What we do is we're satisfied with saying grace. We're satisfied with a prayer before bed while we fall off to sleep. But when all hell is broken loose on you, you better stay in touch with the living and true God. He says, you stay in touch with me and you do it all, 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 all. So obviously he's not talking about getting on your knees all day. He's not talking about being in your closet all day. He's talking about staying in touch with him all day. That's why 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. In other words, stay in touch with me. Learn more principles that can keep you connected with God and his power. Check out Tony's CD series, Igniting Kingdom Prayer, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. Welcome back to Fireway Friday on Exploring the Word here on American Family Radio. Jim Stanley with Brother Bert Harper and Dr. Alex McFarland. And uh, Tom had did a good job of answering the question is false, and he had a little bit of the history with it. And so what I had said just before the break is that it was credited to John Wycliffe, and it was based on the work of William Tyndale, uh, translated the New Testament and part of the Old Testament, that became a model for a series of subsequent translations. However, and so all the previous English translations were worked on by 54 scholars, and they that became the authorized or the King James Version of 1611. And mm. so um, that's, so that, there you go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. A lot of history and, uh, there. Yes. Guys, you know, when we uh, were in Washington at the Bible Museum, and we, we broadcast from there, actually, you can see a lot of those things, even William Tyndale's handwritten translations. I, I mean, it's just history right yes. before your very eyes, isn't it? If you can go to D.C., go to the Bible yep. Museum of the Bible. It will bless you. All right. Continue on the phone now, and we're going to talk to Rhonda calling in from Iowa. Rhonda, good afternoon, and welcome to Exploring the Word. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Well, it's good to have you today, and I notice you want to ask and answer, but which one do you want to answer first, Rhonda? I'm going to take Jim's question about Stroopwaffle. <laughs> All right. Man, okay. you're on a street. I'm telling you, yeah. two for two. A Stroopwaffle is yeah. a wafer cookie that originated in which European country? It is the, from the Netherlands. It is from the Netherlands. Ooh, way to go. All right. Well it's done. From the Dutch city of Gouda. Of who? The Dutch city of Gouda. Wow. Oh, man. man. Do you my make wife, those, Rhonda? My wife's favorite cookie oh, and oh. my favorite cheese. So. <laughs> I was going to yes, say, is that related to Gouda cheese? I would think so. Wow. wow. Way to go, Rhonda. Hey, you got a question yeah. for us? Yes, sir. Go my right ahead. Son's name, my youngest son's name is Jay Van. Which famous Old Testament man 
Is he the grandson of? Oh, man. J-A-V-A-N. Is, is that it or V-I-N? V-A-N. I thought it was. Javen. Man, these names get you. They got so many of them. Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> I'm afraid not. Alex, well, do you remember that one? Does Does it have to do with a boat and a flood, perhaps? Yes, sir. Okay, way to go. And it w- and the grandfather would be whom? That's your question. <laughs> Noah, right? <laughs> yeah. Way yes. to go, Alex. That yeah. uh, you know. That's a great question. That's it a is. great question. Amen. Uh, have y'all got, got Bible it. trivia game? It it does that Old Testament names and it'll name them and. I, I just I have trouble with those pronouncing them, much less remember them. <laughs> Rhonda, so, way to go. Engelbert Humperdinck wasn't even in the running. No, he okay. was not. He he All came right. later. Just hey, checking. stay online, Rhonda. Make sure we get your address. God bless you. All right, we're going to roll on to Louisiana, and we're going to talk to Tricia. Tricia, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hey, um, I'm so excited. Y'all are such a blessing to me. Almost every day when I, I mean I, mm. I listen to y'all on the way home from work, and um, AFR and y'all and some others have been such a um, I would say a, a piece of the puzzle from this last year of my walk with the Lord, and I'm so grateful. Amen. Wow. It's our privilege. Thank you. Amen. When I think of that piece of the puzzle, I'm glad God God has borders in our lives to mm-hmm. protect us. Just visualize that, yeah. and I've prayed. Hey, uh, Tricia, I know you want to do both. What question do you want to answer? I want to answer the question about White Christmas. Okay. Uh, I love that movie. I'm a Christmas movie nut, those old ones. And I can't sing it, but Bing Crosby sure can sing it. In the movie, White Christmas, what does Bing Crosby count to fall asleep? His blessings. That is exactly right. And that he's sitting at the yeah he sits at the piano and says in place of counting sheep count your blessings and uh, that's right hey Tricia also the the uh, hymn says name them one by one we got a lot of them don't we for sure yes indeed amen well what's your question for us Tricia I don't really have a trivia question. I just thought I could ask a real question that I don't know the answer to. Is that That's, okay? That is fine. We've, we want to do both today. Okay. Um, when I was reading in Matthew, um, when Herod had died and the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and said to take Mary and the child and go back to Israel, um, it says when I was doing a little research, it said that Herod, King Herod, had died in 4 BC, and so I didn't really understand that. Is 4 BC just an estimate? Okay, Alex, the what is the calendar that we are li- using to call the? Uh, uh, we go by what's called the Julian calendar. Julian can uh, yes, and some way off, it, it was estimated that it was a few years off. How many years do you remember, Alex? You know, um, part of this relates to the fact that the Jewish calendar was counted 360 days, and the Julian calendar counts 365 days, uh, and a leap year every uh, seven years of 366 days. Now, I'm a little rusty on this, but we might think Jesus was born in, like, the year zero or the year one, 
and here we are, you know, uh, 2,021 years from the life of Jesus. In, in actuality, uh, you're right. I mean, they do think Herod died around 4 B.C., and so Christ would have probably been born, and I know this, you know, our mind kind of uh, pushes back against this, like in 6 B.C., and right. some have said even 7 B.C. Right. So he would have been somewhere around two years old when the Lord told Joseph, okay, take the child for those who sought the, the child's life are now dead. That is exactly right. I and mean, I've always heard it seven to eight years difference in those, and that would account mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. So, Tricia, stay online. Hey, we've got lines open. So, if you want to call, that number is 888 589 8840. 888 589 8840. Hey, Jim, you got a question or two you want to add? I do. And I was going to say, let's restate those. Yes, let's do that. All right. So, my question is who was the woman? Pardon me, who was the woman judge who led Israel to victory? Okay. Who was the woman judge that led Israel to victory? And then, and before the program, I asked Bird if he had one of these as a child. The penny farthing, <laughs> also known as a high wheel, was the first machine to be called a what? What was that machine identified as? I, that, he offended me deeply. <laughs> uh, I know I'm not that old, but it, yeah, Jim, no problem. Hey, here's here's I've got a new question to ask. But <clears throat> the the one that is remaining is what is the name of the woman who gave thanks at the temple when Jesus was brought there to be circumcised? And a new question, and again, I'm going to use it, and it's about the twelve days of Christmas. So you got to listen carefully. In the song Twelve Days of Christmas, which gifts? were the most given. Now, I didn't say the most times, but I said which one of these were the most of. So, now, like, if, can, yeah. if I go and get a dozen eggs at the store, how many am I going to get? You're getting a dozen. I'm getting a dozen. But if I buy five dozen eggs, how many am I getting? Oh, you multiply that. So you got to I'm do gonna get sixty. That's right. That's there right. you go. Okay, go ahead, Alex. Well, uh, can I be silly for just a minute? Absolutely. I got a question for both of you now. Now, folks, <laughs> this is uh, maybe I'll have a new career in comedy, Jim. You, you said, why was Santa Claus disappointed with Rudolph's report card? Why was, why was Santa-, Santa Claus disappointed with Rudolph's report card? Because he went down in history. Uh, <laughs> man, you okay. know, I, I wish Ooh. we had the sound effect of wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother. Stick to your first your first calling, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Preaching, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Thanks, guys. Well, I, I ask if there were, is there a Bible verse that tells us of the three wise men's names? And then from that wonderful movie, It's a Wonderful Life, um, uh, Catherine Grimes, the actress who uh, was a child at that time, what happens... When an angel gets their wings, what does she tell her dad happens? The teacher told her what happens when an angel gets their wings. Who can tell us that? And the number is 888-589-8840. All right, we're going to talk to Jerry calling from Mississippi. Jerry, good afternoon, and welcome to Exploring the Word. Good afternoon. Well, guy, uh, we appreciate you coming, Jerry. I know you want to do both. Do you decided which question you want to answer? Yeah, about my favorite movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. I've seen it many times, 
And I think I even have a book that talks about the trivia of it. But anyways, um, how an angel gets their wings, it's when a bell rings. Ooh, That's yeah. exactly Yay. right. That's you exactly got it. Right. Hey, man, listen, it's my favorite. It's the best actor that's ever been. His name is Jimmy Stewart. That's just my <laughs> personal opinion. Wait, Jimmy yeah. Stewart ranks above Archie Griffith? Andy Griffith. Andy. Yes, there he does. Go. Okay. Yeah, uh, Archie. Much, Archie Griffin. I've got yeah, football on yeah, the mind. Football. Amen. That's exactly right. An angel gets their wings. That's exactly right. What was that angel's name, Jerry? Do you remember? Uh, Clarence. That's it. Wow. Your memory is... He was, uh, he was the... Yeah, well, there were several angels in the beginning, but yeah, he was the one that actually, yeah, you know, appeared to uh, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. That's exactly right. Well, what oh, question? I, I love that movie too. I'll hey, tell you. I, it's it's. I've already watched it this year, so I've I've already done mine. Hey, Jerry, you got All a right. question for us? Yeah, um, I, I was listening earlier this day or today at the actual uh, uh, trivia Friday, and I have a question. Um, there was a question that a lady had posed on there, and she asked. How many people in the Bible were resurrected? And they, I guess the answer that she had was seven. She pointed out seven people that have were, came back to life. Now, the way I understand it is people like Lazarus, they were not resurrected. They were more like resuscitated because yeah. they were brought back to life to die again. Now, the only one that I know of that has been resurrected is Jesus. Is that correct? Okay, Jerry. Uh, there, there is a difference in that, isn't there? He is the, yeah. the way some people I've heard it, Jerry, explain, Jesus is the resurrection, you know? Yeah, let and, me give you my answer to that. Go ahead. Alex, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, hey, great question. Listen to this. Um, and by the way, I appreciate the caller being very specific because that's good. In 1 Corinthians 15, 53 and 55, it says, this mortal body will put on immortality. Or some translations will say this, in, this corruptible body puts on incorruption. And when is that? At the sound of the trumpet, when Christ returns. So... Um, in the uh, Bible, you know, we've got um, the the widow of Zarephath, and uh, there's a man that was raised merely by touching Elijah's grave, and the widow of Nain, and of course Lazarus. Then, it, you know, at the time of Christ's death on the cross, Matthew 27, uh, several people were raised, but I, I don't think they were resurrections in the sense that they got their glorified body, as all believers will do. I think they were, um, you know, raised from the dead, but they're not yet in their glorified body. I, uh, I would you, would you agree, Bert? I agree with you. If resurrection, and I think it does mean that, mm -hmm. brought to life to stay, and I think you're right, Jerry, the others are brought to life, and there were some in the New Testament as well. Now, as a matter of fact, she I heard that question too. She did not consider the ones that were raised at Jesus when mm -hmm. he died. So that would multiply that number possibly yeah. more than yeah. seven. Okay. All right, Jerry, thanks for the call. Paul I'm going to put one. you on hold. Yep, sure did. And that way we can get your name and address for the Bible. Um, so, guys, I've made an executive decision. Bert, you put me in charge. This is your fault. Uh, but I decided we're going to skip the break so that we can stay with the phone calls. 
and get in a couple of extras. Do you think Devin can. can handle that? Let's see. Oh, Devin's already on it. Oh, he's already yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we we got the best crew and engineers there are. That's we right. Okay, let's go then, man. Where we go to next? We're going to go to Georgia and talk to Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hello. It's nice to talk to you. I was just going to say, I'm from Virginia. We're traveling through Georgia on our way to Florida. Oh, and okay. This is the first time we've heard this show, and we really, we're really enjoying it. It's nice to have something great like this to, to listen to while we're traveling. Well, Thank let me you, let me let me give you a, a, a little example to where how you can listen to us all the time. You can visit okay. afr.net. And you can find our uh, station listing there as to where we are across the country. And you can also download the app uh, from either app store. And then you can listen to us at any time and pick up on the podcast from Exploring the Word. All right, we'll do that. All right, there you go. Now, you wanted to do both? Yeah, I was wanting to say something, but I wasn't to answer the question about the wise men. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and restate that, Alex. What's your question? Yeah, I, I was asking, uh, which Bible verse tells us the, the names of the three wise men? Uh, there isn't one, because, first of all, the, you know, traditionally they say there's three wise men, and I guess because it's three gifts, but it doesn't say even how many wise men there are. And traditionally they say it was Gaspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. And, right. uh, but that was all added by, I don't know if it was the Catholic Church or somebody, some other tradition, but that was not part in, not in the Bible. So we don't know how many wise men there are, just as Magi. Uh, you are right on the money. Oh, Very man. astute. I Matthew thought their names two. were gold, frankincense, and myrrh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. You, if you read Matthew two eleven, you you might think that, but you know what I I have read that there was a manuscript found in the fifth century in Egypt that gives those names, uh, Gaspar, Balthazar, and Melchior, but but that's some history that we we simply don't really know is true. But in all likelihood, that was quite an entourage that came from Persia to see the Christ child. But thanks for being such a, a sharp, keen listener. Yeah. Hey, Jennifer, do you have a question for us? Well, I just wanted to talk about, we were talking about celebrating the, the birth of Christ, and I think, you know, no matter what time of you, you might think he was born, it's important to remember. But uh, some uh, Bible study friends and I, we like to think that, well, based on some studies events, that, that he came during the Feast of Tabernacles, that season of the year. Uh, partly because in First John, or not First John, the Gospel of John, it says, "And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us." And in some versions, that's translated, "He tabernacled among us." Hmm. And then there's a timeline that somebody has shown me where if you start with Zechariah, and he's part of this, the group, the priesthood of Abia, and if you start, supposedly they went their time to serve in Jerusalem was in May, and then if he visits Elizabeth, his wife, right after that, and if you do the nine months of her pregnancy, and then six months six months into Elizabeth's pregnancy is when the angel came to Mary, and then you do the timeline, that ends up being like September or October. It's like a big timeline starting with Zachariah visiting the temple. You're, All right. Amen, Jennifer. It's keep studying and keep listening hey, now that you've found us. That's right. And um, welcome to the Exploring the Word family. And because you were listening today uh, and, and answered one of the questions, you're going to get one of the hope and encouragement Bibles that our friends at Tyndale House Publishing has provided us with. Now, it may not get there in time for Christmas, 
but it will get there. I, I can promise you that. Uh, and so, Jennifer, we're going to put you on hold so that Sherry can get your name and address. You're not going to be signed up to a mailing list. I want to want to assure you of that. Uh, but we, we do want to send you this Bible, and if you don't want it for yourself, you're certainly welcome to gift it to someone else. It's in the New Living Translation, and think you'll enjoy it immensely. So got to put you on hold. Hey, again, thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas. All right, let's talk to Michael. Michael calling from Georgia. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Hello? Yes, Michael, welcome. And uh, I hear hey, you have hey, a Bible question for us. Can you can y'all uh can y'all leave me on the phone one minute or go with your question real whole, quick, Michael? Yeah, go ahead. 20, well, it was a fact about Jesus, and Those, the facts is built around the scriptures that how he had life in his own self uh, before he came here, and uh, Simon uh, Stephen crying, uh, I see him at the right hand of God. Uh, Michael, um, let, the, the the thing I wanted to bring out was. But you got a question. We we're playing the We're doing questions and answers hey, as okay, much as anything. Questions. So go I, ahead. I'm gonna say, say the woman that led the Israelites to victory. I'm a I'm I'm gonna say I think it's Esther. No, sir. That's a good guess, but that's not the one that I was thinking of. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, hey, thanks for your call this afternoon, and you're welcome to call back another time with your observation, or you can send that to us at word at AFR.net. But uh, we do want to be clear that we, you know, as, as we've talked about in some of the Christmas stories and whatnot, that we know that Christ was alive before he put on the mantle of flesh. We all acknowledge that. Uh, we find it in Genesis 1, and we find it in John 1, exactly. and then we find it in other places throughout the Bible. So we don't owe I hung up on him. I meant to put him on hold. Michael, if you can, that, call back. And yep. We'll try to get you addressed. Or send me a, send me your Email. address yeah, that'd to be word better. at AFR.net. Okay. Because I don't know that you'll get back in today. Yeah. All right. Mm. Let's talk to Sean now calling from Michigan. Sean, welcome to Exploring the Word. Yes, thank you. Uh, Sean, Hello? do you want to answer, ask, or do both? Both, please. Go ahead. Which mm. question would you want to answer? I'll answer uh, the woman who led um, Israel to victory. Okay, sir. Who was the woman judge who led Israel to victory? Deborah. It was Deborah. You're absolutely right. I I love Deborah. In jail, she was cold as ice. Um, (laughs) My question, um, and, and she never asserted her position. She... She was everything she did was uh, I think was his humility. But my question, I, I um, that I've noticed, who in the Bible, by his name, you could presume that he liked spare ribs, and it's probably true in his culture that he literally liked spare ribs. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Jim, I'm going to go James. Jim, Jim Stanley. You know, I'm going to go with James. Absolutely, well, I Jim Stanley. Would Jim be Stanley there. is the number one answer. But yeah. I'm not in the Bible. I don't want to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want to be put to death as a heretic today. Today, spare ribs have to be with Adam. Who? Oh, um, yeah, because he had to, one. To yeah, spare. he had a spare a rib to spare. Is that it, Sean? 
snack a rib, and he was an Arab. Wow. Oh. Do you know that, Alex? No, I didn't. <laughs> that's good. I, That'll work I got a right hand there. to tea. That's pretty creative, my friend. Yeah, that's good. Hey, All right. stay online now, Sean. And I am going to put you on hold. If Yeah. Oh, there he is. I found you. Sorry. Yeah, he's there. Okay. Sean, <laughs> These trifocals are acting up today, Amen. boys. Smack a rib. <laughs> All right. PJ from Mississippi, welcome to Exploring the Word. PJ, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Welcome. Uh, do you want to ask, okay. answer, or do both? Well, I wanted to do both, but the man already answered the one about the angel home. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll ask. Go right ahead. Um, this was uh, something I lost a bet to a long time ago. Uh, what is the one crime that if you commit it, you don't go to jail? But if you try to commit it, you go to jail. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> a, cri- all right, a crime... If you commit it, you don't go to jail. But if you try to commit, okay, Devin is really grinning. I wonder if he really knows this. I I sure don't. I'm going to think about murder in the heart, because while we have, you know, if we think about murdering someone, Christ tells us that we've already committed that sin in our heart. But unless we actually try to work that out and actually try to kill someone. We don't go to physical no, no. jail for it. Now, listen to the, qu- the question. If Evidently, I was wrong. Crime, <laughs> yes, that's wrong. If you commit the crime, you will guaranteed not go to jail. If you actually do the crime, if you attempt to do the crime, you'll go to jail. Man, I have no idea. Alex, you got anything? Uh, I'm, I'm running through the... No, I, I don't. I can't come up with an answer. I'm sorry. I'm 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 wondering, PJ. Go ahead. It's suicide. If you kill oh. yourself, you don't go to jail. But if you try to kill yourself, they'll put you in jail. Well, because you know what the, riddles I ever had, I couldn't solve it for nothing. <laughs> wow. All right. And, you know, um, all the states that have laws against murder, generally that includes laws against self murder. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and hey, you know what? I got to say this. We were talking about the wonderful movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, I love that movie. And it always kind of puts a lump in my throat when um, Clarence is telling George Bailey, said, life is a gift. You had a wonderful mm-hmm. life. And I want to say to everybody out there, because, guys, I know sometimes people get depressed at Christmas. You know, life is a wonderful gift. And even doubly wonderful, God offers us eternal life. Amen. So if you're in a place and you're not feeling happy and you're feeling depressed reach out to somebody and know that god loves you and all the programming of afr is here to encourage you toward the lord and in your walk with the lord because uh you know i don't mean to get us off track but when that that question just reminded me that life is a gift and we need to be thankful for it amen life is a gift eternal life is the eternal gift and you don't want to miss out on either don't take your life but use your life to follow Christ. And listen, there's a number you can call, 888-NEED-HIM. 888-NEED-HIM. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering, uh, if if you're looking, and even suicide, there's yeah, a number for that as well, is. isn't there, Jim? Yes, sir. Um, folks, if you do have a question about Christ, we would encourage you to call 1-800-NEED-HIM. However, and we understand, you know, we've had a lot of fun today, but we don't want to make light of suicide. We do not. 
mm. because this is a time of year that people are hurting acutely when they may have lost someone this year. Someone may have mm -hmm. gone on home to be with the Lord. Uh, and so we, we want to be very sensitive to that, uh, especially as we've been going through the Hope and Encouragement Bible. Guys, the emails I've gotten in for people requesting to be put in the pool to win one of the Bibles, there are people hurting, and they're looking for hope, and they're looking for encouragement, and that can be found in the Word of God. But if you don't take advantage of that opportunity, uh, we do plead with you to find help somewhere Amen. Uh, because we want everybody to have a safe and happy Christmas. The uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. Alex Burt, thank you for very telling words in the, in the midst of that. Um, that's a good reminder to everyone. Vicki calling from Texas now. Vicki, welcome to Exploring the Word. Oh, thank you so much. I have tried to call so many times. I'm so excited about today. Well, thank you, Vicki. Hey, I, I get excited about it as well. I love it every day, but when we can communicate with our listeners this way, I even like it more. It, it, it is. And I, I did. I lost my last sibling to, to COVID in February, so it is different. Okay. And still be joyful. Yeah. And uh, that's where I'm going. It's for the joy. And I would like to try to do both. Okay, go ahead. Which one do you want to answer, Vicki? The, the woman in the temple when Jesus was presented at eight days. It's oh. Anna. Okay, that is correct. Anna. <laughs> and she, way to go. And she had I, been I there. Telling me, telling me answers to myself because I'm usually alone. But I just died. <laughs> that it's amazing. I, I do this. There's people in the Bible, characters in the Bible that you can relate to, and it really helps. Let me give that out, uh, Jim. You were talking about helping people. Yes, sir. I, I found that to be true. That if I can find someone in the Bible that I relate to mm -hmm. when I'm going through a certain issue in my life, it, it helps me. It gives me strength because I see how God operated in their lives, and I know he can operate in my life. And so uh, that's a great, great response, Vicki. Do you have a question for us? I do, I, but I do want to say I just have enjoyed this hour so much so far. My question is, what are the four things that a man made in heaven? Repeat that real quickly and listen yes. carefully, the guys. The four things that a man made that are in heaven. Okay. The four things that are man-made. in Jesus' feet and hands. Is that it? Yeah. That's it. That is it. That has always just blown me away. Mm. That is it. Amen. All right, Vicky. Hey, stay on the line. We're going to get you uh, addressed and everything for one of the Bibles we're giving away today, and Sherry will get that from you. Uh, let's talk to Tim now, calling from North Carolina. Tim, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hello, Tim. Hello. Welcome. What part of North Carolina are you from, Tim? Uh, Fayetteville. Oh, man, man. Alex and I have been there, and we've got great listeners in Fayetteville, don't we, Alex? That is a fact. We love Cumberland County and Fayetteville. Well, do you want to answer, ask, or do both, Tim? Well, I want to do both. I don't remember what questions haven't been answered. Okay, let's, let's do that real quickly, guys. I thought of that before we went there. My question is, in the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, which gifts are the one 
that accounts for most. In other words, when you multiply them, which gifts are the ones that are given most? And I'm adding one. Uh, what direction did the wise men travel to come to Bethlehem? Alex, go ahead. And and Jim, did you ask one, refresh my memory, about something called a penny farthing? I did. That's the one I have left. The penny farthing, also known as a high wheel, was the first machine to be called a what? Now, is a penny farthing a piece of money? No. Okay. Well, um, so those are the questions. Do you have an answer, uh, caller? Tim? Uh, yeah, what was, what was that one you just added? Uh, the pen, mine or Bert's? The the penny farthing uh, was here. the first thing to be called what? Yeah, it, the penny farthing, also known as a high wheel, was the first machine to be called a what? Was that a bicycle? It was a bicycle. Wow. There you Man, go. Man, way to well go, done. Tim. Now, see. Now, I'm learning. I, I was going to say, Bert, are you sure you didn't have? I had that, man. <laughs> I, I grew up Now, with Jim, a- I got to ask, Jim, how did you come up with that question? Brother, you know, I'm busted. I'm busted. It's uh, I have a list of trivia sites that I go to for Trivia Friday, and yeah. that's one that I that I had uh, because that's where I did most of my research for today's program. Now, now is that the thing with the the giant wheel in the front? Yes, and, sir. That's why it was called a high wheel. And it looks like if you fell off of it, you might get hurt. <laughs> oh man, let me tell you, if I fell off, first of all, if I could get up on it. <laughs> that'd be a miracle <laughs> secondly if i could dismount without breaking something that would be a second miracle it would tim be. how did you know the answer brother well when he said high wheel the thing i was thinking of was that that old-fashioned bicycle the right one, the great big wheel in front and that little tiny one in back well that's well, absolutely right well tim that is awesome hey you got a question for us what is it it's a true or false well, I've got a 50-50 chance on that one. Go ahead, man. Yeah. <laughs> the song, White Christmas, was first recorded by the, in the movie by the same name. I, I know that one. Do y'all guys know that answer? That is true. No, it's false because it's Holiday yeah. Inn. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah. I've, you know what's sad about that? I've asked that question before. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, I... Uh, Christmas movies is something that kind of go into my – the Holiday Inn movies are good, too. It was Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby, and he wasn't available for White Christmas, so they went with Danny Kay with Bing Crosby. But uh, that's it. Hey, Tim, thank you, man. Hold and, on. And yeah, be sure and hold on and let us give your address. We want to send you a Bible. All right, Rebecca from North Carolina, welcome to Exploring the Word. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. Yes. I've got on my screen that you want to answer one of our questions. Yes, sir. Um, I was going to answer the one about the lady at the temple, but I'll answer the one about which direction were the wise men traveling. Yes. Now, listen to it carefully. What direction did the wise men travel to come to Bethlehem? East. Okay. Now, they were from the east. But if they were from the east, there you go. There you go. Hey, don't feel bad, Rebecca. He had to walk me through that, too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to answer the one about the woman at the temple because um, 
but I but somebody had answered that while I was waiting. So, all right. Did you have a question for us? Um, no, sir. I was just going to answer the question. I've been trying for like an hour to get through. So. Well, bless your heart. Persistence and your perseverance. Has, no wonder has she you loves. A Bible. No Thank wonder you. she loves Anna. Because right. Anna stayed at that temple day and night waiting. Amen. Way to go, Rebecca. All right, we're going to talk to Kim now, calling from Oklahoma. Kim, welcome to Exploring the Word. Um, Hello, Kim. Hi, how are you? Doing well. Do you want to answer, ask, or do both, Kim? I'd like to try both. <laughs> okay, which question? Bert, I think um, you're the question. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, I really think you have the only questions oh, left. Ever, all the rest of them been answered? Okay, Kim. The 12, okay, the 12 days of Christmas, is that it? Yes. I'm going to say, is it nine golden rings? It is. Uh, it is not that. Let me tell you <laughs> what not it is. That. <laughs> uh, I still want, this is harder than any of the others. I doubted it. It's six geese laying and seven swans of swimming, they are both equal, 42. Now, real quickly, if you start with the first one, first day of Christmas is a partridge in a, a, pear, partridge tree. In a pear tree. You got it 12 times. And then on, like, the 12 drummers drumming, you got it one time. So you come into the middle each time. The second one and the 11th is the same number. The third and the 10th is the same number. You get to six and seven, and it's the most, and it is 42. I just want you to know, algebra is never fun. Okay. Hey, I majored in math the first two years of college, so I love stuff like that. Hey, Kim, we appreciate you calling this afternoon, and because you tried so hard, we're going to put you on hold. And, uh, Sherry, you get your information, and we'll send you a hope and encouragement Bible. Alex, take us out. Hey, we have such great listeners, and I want to say thank you all for listening. And this is Exploring the Word. We just appreciate you all so much. We wish you all a very merry, joyful, Jesus-filled Christmas. Keep your radio tuned to AFR. Tell somebody about the great programming of the American Family Radio Network. Most of all, tell somebody about Jesus. May God bless you.